This one's picked. Back the other way, Witherspoon. Devin Witherspoon cuts back. What a night for the rookie. You think they love him in Seattle? How about six points? Touchdown, Witherspoon. No flags. Turn the football over. Had some opportunities, but didn't score any points. Didn't get the job done. We're back with Trista, Ryan, and Nick on BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM. Giants head coach Brian Dable after the loss, 24-3. Daniel Jones sacked 10 times, two interceptions, including that pick six you heard from Devin Witherspoon, who somebody on this set certainly likes for Rookie of the Year, and I'm starting to starting to jump in on that Defensive Player of the Year possibility, too, for Weatherspoon. I'm just so glad that he's like... And, and actually, a lot of these DBs, man, I mean, I really like this class coming into the season. Yeah. And with Witherspoon, you know, there were people that were trying to make the case against him because he's a little bit smaller, but he's so good in run defense. And, you know, Seattle's defense, you said it, man, 11 sacks from seven different players. Bobby Wagner looks young again. Jordan Brooks, who has the green dot, he's the old Bobby Wagner, now playing with Bobby Wagner, looks really good. And Seattle, a team that all three of us really like coming into the season. Now, it's tough because they're in the same division as the the Niners and barring mm-hmm. injury, like the Niners are going to be a 13 win team, maybe even better this season. Uh, big game, obviously, coming up against the Dallas Cowboys. But yeah. Seattle, we already know how good they are offensively, and the offense isn't even fully clicking. Like, we got to remember, like, a 51 touchdown pass from Drew Locke last night after Geno uh, had his knee and ankle rolled up in that game. But the offense wasn't really clicking. They're not, like, fully there yet. They're averaging 29 points per game, don't get me wrong. But uh, the defense looks really, really good. And Seattle might be a sneaky sleeper team. Especially if they could stay healthy, because uh, I thought Gino was in. Dude, I was. I thought that was his ACL last yeah. night. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, I don't yeah. want to say that out loud, but that might be an ACL. I was putting down my power rankings, and I like to try to, you know, not look at anybody else's power rankings when yeah. I'm doing it. Just what I've seen so far, you know, statistics that you're getting hope for, or maybe you're making you skeptical about a certain team. And Seattle. Seattle has just looked really good. Defensively, we talked about them against the run. You know, they're starting to figure things out there. Their defense last year was one of the worst against the runs. Like you talked about props against Seattle's defense every single week. You could take the over on attempts, over on rushing yards, over on catches, touchdown props for running backs. Pretty much that was a lock. So what they've cleaned up there is really good. And offensively, they look very potent. So... Yeah, this is a team that you kind of have to put in your top 10 in your power ranking, which I did, which we'll talk about, obviously, later on tonight. Geno Smith is, I mean, if he can stay healthy, this is a team that you know you've got at least stability at quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's not hes not somebody, I, like, I don't think he's going to have the same numbers that he had last season. And you started to watch a little bit of decline as the year went on, but you know that you've got a veteran that's just for one, I mean, he's going to make sure he does everything he can to be on the field. We saw that last night. Guys lost his job before because of an injury. His jaw was broken. Someone punched him in the face. And then he was never a starter again in the NFL until now. So, you know, you kind of look at this at this point and go, this is a guy, you know, you're going to count on. He's going to probably try to play through injuries. He knows how much, like, you know how much this means to him being in this spot. And they don't need, like, they don't need a flashy quarterback they don't need somebody that's going to go out there necessarily and... Like, I don't want to call him a game manager because he is more than that and he's played more than that. But oh, yeah. you've got a run game and you've got this solid defense where Geno Smith just being consistent. Like, you don't have the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs, right? Like, Baker Mayfield is last... 
year is just the first that pops in my head in Cleveland, right? Where you had some of the great games, but then he's hurt, and you had some of the horrible endings. Multiple picks in the fourth quarter. I mean, late in games, just disasters and mistakes, and you don't know what you're going to get game by game from those types of quarterbacks, but if you know Geno Smith is going to be within this range here, may not have as high of a ceiling, but the floor is high. You can game plan around that, and it allows the team to be in a much better position week by week than, I don't know what we're going to get like from somebody like Daniel Jones, who, yes, the offensive line was an absolute disaster for them, but he was sacked 10 times and threw two picks. It was a bad game for him. Yeah, it was. It was. I, I think what is impressive to me is just how potent their offense is with two running backs and Charbonnet and Kenneth mm-hmm. Walker. Yes. Obviously, DK didn't even need to do anything last night. What, he had 32 receiving yards, something like that? Uh, it wasn't a lot. Tyler Lockett was sort of the yeah, possession. 34. Yeah, 34. P- Tyler Lockett was the guy that they got involved when you needed to get a big possession. So, tight end looks really good. You have Noah Fant and you have Jake Bobos, who I really like, who's actually getting a little bit more playing time than I thought. So, yeah, I'm optimistic. Oh, yeah, for Seattle? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I completely agree, like you said. And, and the thing is, um, with Geno, you know, he just gets rid of the ball quickly, and that's what he needs to do because he was sacked two times last night. That's why we thought he got hurt in that game. But, I mean, his completion percentage. And we thought, okay, maybe we got to see it again. But, I mean, if you go back to last season, I know there was a little dip at the end of the year, but he got dinged at the end of the year, too, mm-hmm. with the completion percentage, one of the best in the National Football League. And, I mean, Trista just said it. I mean, that run game with Kenneth Walker last oh, night. Yeah. Averaging Thank four God. yards per carry. Thank God he came through on the over, too. Good Lord. I want to see more Charbonnet, though. Like, last night, Same. five carries, 31 yards. Mm-hmm. He's averaging six yards per carry. Like, you let's were see a fan of his coming in to, this year, yeah, too. They don't need to yeah. show from uh, from Cal. They don't need to do anything. They yeah. don't need to show everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, like you said, like DK, even though he only had four targets, three grabs, 11 yards per route run. Tyler mm-hmm. Lockett, 13.5. Noah Fant, granted, it's, it's two targets, but 31.5. Like, they could push the ball down the field. They haven't even, I mean, JSN had six targets in that game, but they haven't even fully, like, unleashed him yet, and he's only going to get better as the season goes on. But that's one of their better uh, defensive performances you're going to see. I mean, 11 sacks, that's the ninth time in NFL history we've seen that. And they had two interceptions, and Witherspoon looks really, really good. And again, he's a rookie, so he's only going to get better. These guys are only going to get better. And I'm just, I'm really surprised. We all knew the defense was going to be better, but, like, Bobby Wagner looking like this, Pretty, uh, pretty impressive, man. I mean, he was pretty good with the Rams last year, but um, yeah, another year older, coming off an injury, he looks really, really that good. That defense, too, made it so that we have to all talk about whether the Giants need to make major changes, mm-hmm. either at quarterback, at O-line, probably some version of both. Yeah. That's the worst offensive line performance I think I've ever seen on TV. Other than Kayvon Thibodeau Worse on the defensive side. Worse than Washington against the Bills? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say yes sacks. too. Yeah, he. I mean, like he got just destroyed time. last night. His QBR was time. like 67.2. Other than Kayvon Thibodeau, who had two sacks last night, mm-hmm. and looked he like looked he actually really came to play, um, which is why Gino was under constant pressure early on in that game. But other than Kayvon, who else would you say like graded out well for the Giants last night? Who were you like? You know what? At least he brought it because Daniel Jones. I mean, he was running for his life, but, man, that red zone turnover. Matt Breida in the passing game. He was bad, Daniel Jones, last night. And, you know, Brian Dayball throws his uh, little little tablet at him. and uh, Not at him. He's seen enough. Like, you could tell he's seen enough. And there's only so much that he could do. That was such a great coaching job last year with Daniel Jones. And everybody was so excited about Daniel Jones. But, like, bonkers to me. Middle school. Like, his numbers were nothing. He was a game manager. Like, we're always like, oh, I don't want to say game manager. That's what he was, though. You know, and like with Saquon not fully healthy and a beat-up offensive line, 
um, you're not going to be able to repeat that again. So hopefully they're able to uh, figure that thing out. And if they're bad enough, I think they're going to have to draft somebody. You know, it, it sh- well, they, they kind of set themselves up for this to be a bridge year anyway. I mean, listen, Brian Dable came into this thinking he was going to rebuild this entire team. And he was able to get this, get them to the playoffs, figure out how their offense was going to work. Yeah, these are and it was going to be Saquon Barkley first, running the football, and then you keep Daniel Jones from being put in a position where he's got to win you games. I wouldn't have paid either of them. Like, let's be no. honest. Yeah. Like, you had to, and that sucks, but we've seen this before. Oh, like, the Rams. They're the Atlanta Hawks of the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Like, after they beat Philadelphia, yes. we're all like, okay. Mm. But then after that, we're like, no, wait, no. Maybe that was just a fluke. Maybe Philadelphia was just really a mess, and Ben Simmons got the yips. And Embiid had no help and wasn't healthy. But, I mean, we see this in the National Football League all the time, though. I mean, like, we see this in sports all the time. But, yeah, I mean, I just um, – I, I thought they should have just blew it up. Even the Rams a couple of years ago, remember, they went to the Super Bowl, but mm-hmm. then they committed to Jared Goff, and clearly he wasn't McVay's guy because McVay no. wanted a quarterback that could throw the ball 40 yards down the field. That's not Goff. And they knew Todd Gurley wasn't fully healthy. He had arthritis. And they still paid them. They had to get a backup but they had, for they the, went the Super Bowl. They went to the Super Bowl, but they got just blown up in that game by the Patriots. Yeah. That was one of the worst Super Bowls I've ever watched in my life. Also, Aaron Donald was held the entire game. But yeah. they still yeah. ran it back. They paid all those guys. And, uh, I mean, they got lucky that they were able to kind of, like, retool that thing with Stafford and OBJ and go all in for that Super Bowl. And Cooper Cup and Cooper being Cup on being a awesome. team-friendly deal and yep. being pretty young yeah. was definitely a piece of that puzzle that helped them retool instead of having to do a complete overhaul. But you know what I think is interesting? At least that they I, went to a Super Bowl. The, exactly. Giants didn't, the Giants won a playoff game against Minnesota. But, yeah, sorry, go on. What I think is, is funny is a stat that I saw from Warren Sharp, which – really is kind of flying in the face of everyone saying, well, Daniel Jones, he doesn't have any offensive line, so he has a pass for playing so poorly. C.J. Stroud right now has thrown for 970 yards the last three weeks, which is the most in the NFL, and he's playing behind backups and backups of backups and the most injured offensive line in the NFL, and yet he has six touchdowns, no interceptions, and 9.1 yards per attempt. So if you're a good enough quarterback... You can find a way. Yeah, and I'm and I like to defend Daniel Jones too because I don't think it's all Daniel Jones. I think Mike Kafka and Brian Dayball were a lot better last year. I mean, that game plan last night wasn't. Uh, Darren Waller is clearly your number one option right now. Yep. You don't have a great wide receiver room, and you have a bunch of injuries. He's got to be your number one guy, and he had one target, right? Or, yep, or did one, I miss something? Was, one catch, one target. I want to say for like five a, yards. No, three receptions, twenty-one yards, but they all came after all we the left end. the game. That was that so was. Remember, I don't even we remember left, those. Right. That, you were down multiple scores at that point. Yeah. Right. We had one target before we left. Yeah. So, but you look at him, and he's had he had seven targets last week, eight the week before, five the week before that, and that's just unacceptable. Right, you, he if it's Darren Waller and he's still healthy and he's in his prime, he should be getting double-digit targets per game, just like he did in Vegas when they were using him appropriately and he was one of the best tight ends in the league. Especially against a team that's not good stopping any tight ends. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest weaknesses for the Seahawks defense is tight ends. And then you also have Jamal Adams out when you thought that might at least cause a problem with him back. And then there's that, that's another advantage, and they don't take advantage of it all. It just felt like at this point, Dable had just said, you know what, this is a lost season. Like, this is yeah. it. This is what I expected yep. last year to be anyway. And you know what, guys? The Giants are 10.5-point dogs at Miami. 
they coming off this game could get their asses whooped. Oh yeah, so, especially with Miami coming off. It could loss Miami too. coming off of a loss. I think they sure. beat the hell out is, of the Giants. Is ben, and then you got bigger questions after that. Oh yeah, really quick on the Giants. So um, the good thing is if they suck, this is the year to suck because you can get a quarterback, mm-hmm. even if it's not the top two guys. There's plenty, plenty of good quarterback talent coming out in this draft. But what they should do, I would feel much better about Atlanta if they had Daniel Jones. As bad as Daniel Jones was, that says everything that you need to know about Desmond Ritter. They yep. should make a phone call. Hey, Atlanta. <laughs> we'll do this right now. We'll give him to you right now. And there's only one more year of commitment. Honestly, yeah. though, if I'm like, Atlanta, I'm like... That's what I'm saying. Daniel Jones, I think, could go elsewhere and still be a starting quarterback. Not a good one. Not a great one, but a decent one. I mean, coaching helps. But it's not, offensive it's line not helps. New York with that team. I don't no, think. definitely not. It's Ben MGM tonight.